eight lines from the bottom. Talk to Gemara Taner Abana. We learned in Abraise. Hamemane Acherim Imayal Pischoi. You counted other people to join your carbon Pesach. Val Chagigosai, or for your carbon Chagige. Mois Shabiyodai, the money that this person paid in for this carbon Pesach that you received from this person, Chulin. That money will be Chulin. So the whole Gemara and the rest of the Daftzadik Kamaralov will be discussing this Indian. What does it mean? Why is the money that you received Chulin? <coughs> Then the Braise says another halacha, of a person that has a carbon oil, that it was maktish for a certain purpose or for a carbon shlomim, and then he goes and sells it for someone else, that someone else should bring this carbon oil and shlomim for what he needs. You did nothing, you can't sell it, it's not yours to sell. And whatever money you got, will, will be an adava, it'll be a donation for Beis Mikdash to be used for what? It'll be used for, the Gemara will uh, soon say what it's going to be used for. Okay, now the Gemara asks the question, If we just said that when you sell your oil and shlomim, so you don't even have the right to sell it, so then, So why do we say that that money that you got for it becomes part of hektish, and then it becomes an adava in the base of mikdash? Why does it become an adava in the base of mikdash? If, you, if the sale was void, so then just give him back his money. It's a penalty. Because he shouldn't have bought this oil from or this shlamim from you. So it's a knas to him. And Rashi explains, why do we give the knas to the lekeach? Why don't we give the knas to the meicher? So Rashi brings the famous expression that says, lav When you have a, 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 a mouse that comes into your house, who's at fault? It's not the mouse, it's the hole. So over here as well, the buyer that offered the money, he's the one at fault that induced the meicher into selling it to you. So therefore it's the lekeach that paid this money that gets this knas. Uh, no, the, the Lekeach. What? Yeah, he gets back his carbon. He has his carbon. But the Lekeach, the money that he paid, he doesn't get back. Now, my Kol Shehein, what is the Pshat when the Bryce uses the term Kol Shehein, whatever the money was, what does this mean? Afagav, Even in a case where the carbon, for example, was worth four Zuz. And he paid an extra Zuz. So you might think, okay, the four zuz that he paid, so that should be the knas, that it should go to hektish. But that extra one that he paid, so maybe that he should get back. Even that extra zuz that he paid, Rabbanan also applied their knas, that it becomes hektish. So now, the Gemara is going to focus on the first half of this price, where it said that you counted a person on your carbon Pesach, the money that he paid you, what happens to that money? The, buy, the, the, um, the seller, the one that sold, sold a part of his carbon Pesach to this person, can use that money and it becomes chulin. So now the Gemara is going to ask, why is that money chulin? Is it possible that Yodin, Chavroi, Bavloi, that my friends from Bavl would know, time with the high milsa, the pshat in this halacha? What are we talking about? One person was mafrish a carbon Pesach. So this carbon Pesach is already hektish, fully hektish. And here you have another person that designated money, that the money is already hektish, because he already designated it for a carbon Pesach. So you have two things that are hektish, carbon Pesach and the money. And now he's giving you the money for this carbon Pesach. So if so, how does the carbon Pesach which is hektish, chal on, uh, how is the money that is, chal on this carbon Pesach, that you now are being counted on this carbon Pesach, and that your money should become chulin. 
How would your money become chulin? When you have two things that are hectic, there's no reason for your money to become chulin. The Ktani Moy should be all the chulin that it says over here that the money that you're in hands, that the, that the Moichir is getting, is going to be chulin. Usually, what happens? How, how does money become chulin? If, um, if you, for example, you have a, a, a carbon and you want to uh, redeem this carbon from hectic. Not, not necessarily could you, but if you want to, example, for example, redeem your, your carbon from hectish, so what do you do? You pay hectish the worth of this uh, carbon, and then the carbon becomes chulin, and the money becomes hectish. You make an exchange. Or you can do it the other way around. The money becomes chulin, and the, the carbon becomes hectish. You, if you have money and a, a carbon, and one of them is chulin, and one of them is hectish, so you can make an exchange. One will be hectic and one will be chulin. But what's the case over here? The case over here is the money is hectic, the carbon is hectic, they're both hectic. This person is paying in with money that was already hectic for the carbon Pesach. So how does that money become chulin? The money that the person got for this carbon Pesach should have to be given straight to hectic? That's the question over here. How can we say that the mois should be yodoy are chulin? Okay, so the Gemara now will explain Ba'ariches how this is done, and basically the Gemara will explain that when you have these two entities here, again, you have the carbon Pesach, and you have the money that's being paid for it. The only way to understand how the money would be chulin is two, two options. Either the carbon Pesach is not really fully hectic, so therefore the money that's paid in for it will be chulin, or the money that this person has that he's paying for the carbon Pesach is not fully chulin. Rashi actually explains why couldn't the Gemara just give a simple answer? We're talking about a person that has money that's chulin. The money he did he wasn't Makdish's money yet. Maybe that's what we're talking about. Rashi says that can't be what the Bryce is speaking about because then there would be absolutely no chiddush to what the Bryce is saying that the money is chulin. If he it never was Makdish the money, obviously it's chulin. Why should it be hectish? So we are talking about money that you wore Makdish already for a carbon pesach, and you're talking about a carbon pesach that is hectish. But, as the Gemara will explain, two ways. Either we're going to have to say that the carbon itself is not fully hectic, even a carbon Pesach, once you were it, it's not fully hectic. And another way of explaining it is that the money that the person designated for the carbon Pesach is not fully hectic. So let's see. Omar Abaye, so Abaye explained as follows. And Abaye begins his explanation related to another Mishnah, Mesechte Tmura which the Gemara is going to quote later. The Gemara does this in, a, in an opposite way. It, it brings the background information after it gives the answer. So the background information is going to come soon in the Gemara. What's the background information over here is? There's a similar thing that what we're speaking about over here that you find in a Mishnah in Tmura. There the Mishnah talks about the halacha of an Esnan. An Esnan is a person that's giving a gift for a Zaina, for a reward, a payment for her. He's giving her a behemah as a payment. That behemoth is not allowed to be used for a carbon. So the Mishnah there in Tumura says, what happens if you have a behemoth that you were already maktish as a carbon? Before you used it as a payment for her. After you maktish it as a carbon, you gave it to her as a payment. So the Mishnah says that that esnan that you used after it was already a carbon, it will be, it, the, the halacha of esnan will take effect, meaning it'll be used, it could be used as a payment for this zaina. So the question is, once you were maktish, this is a carbon, how could you use it as a payment for a zaina? It's not even yours to use at all. You gave it to her as a payment uh, for the znus, but your, your payment doesn't, ha doesn't work because it doesn't belong to you. <coughs> so here again, we see a similar concept to what we're learning over here, that even though you were maktish a carbon already, but nevertheless, it could be used as a payment for a zaina, and it's still to some degree yours. 
So it's that, that's going to be the source to what we're talking about over here, that the carbon Pesach, that you were Makdish, it's not fully hectish yet. So now, Omar Abaye, Ilav, the Oikmei, Rab Oishia, Lahi, if not for the fact that Rab Oishia came along and explained this Mishnah and Tmura that I just mentioned, that a person is using a carbon for an Esnan for a Zaina, and it's, you see in that Mishnah that the Esnan takes effect. How do you have the right to do this? So Rab Oishia explained that what is that speaking about? That a person is giving a payment for the Zaina by counting her on his carbon Pesach. So now how, how do you have the right to do that? Once the carbon Pesach is already a hectish, you can't use it as a payment for the Zayna. So Rabbi Yishia said, he. It follows the opinion of Rabbi, as we'll see soon, the Gemara is going to quote a Braise, where Rabbi said that even after you maktish a carbon Pesach, the carbon Pesach is not fully hectish. You still have a partial ownership in it, and therefore you can use it as a payment for the Zayna. So, so, so this is one pshat. Now, the same pshat that we're saying over there regarding using the carbon Pesach as a payment for the Zaina, the same thing applies over here. When you get to a person that's counting somebody on his carbon Pesach and he's getting paid with this money of Hektish, because he's getting paid with this money of Hektish and the carbon Pesach is partially yours, so that money that you just received for your carbon Pesach will become Chulin. Because part of this carbon Pesach is really still yours. So the money that you receive for this becomes Chulin. So that's the comparison that the Gemara is making over here. Just like in that case of the Esnan, you can use it as a payment for the Esnan. So to money that you get for the carbon Pesach, even though that money was hectish, but now it becomes Chulin. Because part of the carbon Pesach is still yours. That's a, a, um, the Pshat according to Rab Oishia. So now uh, Abaye says, if not for the fact that Rab Oishia said this, so I would say that that Mishnah in Tmura, so first let's go to that Mishnah in Tmura there. I would say that that Mishnah in Tmura, lahi the Kachim Kalim, over there that a person is using a carbon for a payment for a Zaina, what is it talking about? It's talking about Kachim Kalim. And how do you have the right to use it as a payment for a Zaina? Because it follows the opinion of Yesek Lili, the Oma Kachim Kalim, Mamim Bailam Hu. Kachim Kalim is different than Kache Kachim. Kache Kachim is completely hectic and you have no ownership in it. When it comes to Kachim Kalim though, it is hectic. However, you still have an ownership in it. And therefore, you're able to use it to pay off a Zaina. Aval, but Abayinah continues to say, I would say, Bepesach, that's true by Kachim Kalim. And that would explain the Mishnah in Tmura, how you could use it as a payment for this Zaina. But when it comes to a carbon Pesach, Loi Meshayir Inish, a person does not leave over anything in the carbon Pesach for himself. Once you mark the carbon Pesach, the carbon Pesach is totally hectish. The mice, however, the money that a person puts aside to buy a carbon Pesach with it, vadai mishayir inish. A person does leave over some of that money that he should be the owner of this money. Because from the beginning, when he puts aside this money for the carbon Pesach, he's putting it aside with this intention that he's going to pay in to the carbon Pesach and the person getting this money should be able to use it for whatever he wants, that it should be chulin. So what Abai is saying is that unlike what Rabbi Oishia said, that the actual carbon Pesach itself is not fully hectish, Abai says, I, I would say a different shot. I would say the carbon Pesach itself is fully hectic. What is not fully hectic? The money 
the money that a person puts aside to buy a carbon Pesach with it, he, not, he doesn't make it fully hectish. He wants that money to be used to pay into the carbon Pesach, that the person that gets the money should be able to use it for Chulin. And therefore, Vaha Rebihi, and this Braisa that we said before, that the money that you pay for carbon Pesach will be according to the opinion of Rebbe. And therefore the money that the person receives for this carbon Pesach will be Chulin, because that money that was put aside for the carbon Pesach, the person that put it aside for the carbon Pesach, did not make it totally hectic. He leaves it to be partially Chulin. The Bepesach, so this is Abai speaking, Abai explains his opinion. The Bepesach, loy when you are mocked that carbon becomes totally hectic. But the money that a person puts aside for the carbon Pesach, a person does leave and reserve that money to be partially chulin in order for the person that gets the money to be able to use it for chulin. Now going back to that Mishnah in Tumura, where Rabbi Oishiya said that that goes according to Rabbi. Again, that Mishnah in Tumura speaks about an Esnan, where a person is using something from Hektish to pay off a Zaina. So Rabbi Oishiya said that that Mishnah goes according to the opinion of Rabbi. So Abayah says, I would not say that that Mishnah goes according to Rabbi. What did, did Rabbi Oishiya say? How's the person paying off the Zaina? He's counting her on his carbon Pesach. So Rabbi says, no, I would not say that. The Bepesach loy Mishayir Inish. A person cannot pay off a Zaina with a carbon Pesach because the carbon Pesach is totally hectic. How could he pay her off with something that's totally hectic? Let's skip the parentheses. And Vahal Lekela Oikme. So therefore, over there, what is that? Who's that Mishnah going to go according to in Tmura? That Mishnah, as the Gemara already said before, goes according to Rabbi Yaisi. According to Rabbi Yaisi Aglili, he holds that Kachim Kalim is not completely hectic. It's Mamim Bailim. And that's what the Mishnah of Tumura is speaking about. So again, to summarize, according to Abayis Pshat, we have over here two things. We have the Brais over here, and we have a Mishnah in Chulin. The Brais over here is talking about the fact that when you pay in the money for a carbon Pesach, that money is Chulin. The Mishnah in Tumura is talking about the fact that a person can pay off a Zaina with a, with a carbon, and the, the payment takes effect. So what's Abayis Pshat? Our Mishnah, the reason why the money is chulin, is because according to Rebbe, the money that you put aside for a carbon Pesach, you reserve part of that money for a chulin status to be able to use, to be used to buy the carbon Pesach. That the owner should get that money and it should be chulin, that he should be able to use it for whatever he wants. That's the Pshad in our Braise here. The Pshad in the Mishnah over there, when it talks about the Zaina, it's not speaking about a carbon Pesach, because the carbon Pesach is totally hectic. It's speaking about Kachim Kalim and Kachim Rabbi Yaisi Aglili's opinion specifically. Rabbi Yaisi Aglili's opinion is that Kachim Kalim is Momim Bailim. And therefore, you can use it as a payment for the Zaina. I continues to explain. And for ha, now our Bryce over the here. Is, so the, the does get some yes, yes, he, the Momim does. He has a mind that the only reason I'm setting aside is to be able to do that person do whatever he wants. Correct. So he set it aside for to buy a carbon Pesach with it. So now he can't use it for anything else. It's Kachim, it's, it's hectic. So he must buy a carbon Pesach with it. But yet, it's not completely hectic. And when the owner that you're buying it from gets that money, he can use it for whatever he wants. Our Mishnah, our Braisa that is over here that talks about the money, that the money is chulin. Maybe we should say that our Braisa over here goes according to Rabbi Yaisi that says that Kachim Kalim is Mom and Bailim. 
And therefore, the money that you put aside is also going to be in this, in similar, also, mom and bailim, and therefore, the money that you use will still be cholim. Why shouldn't we say that our b'raisa here goes according to Rabbi Yaisi? So that we can't say, because the hotani ba, in the second part of this b'raisa, what does it say, as we said before, that a person that sells his carbon oila or his carbon shlamim to someone else, you have accomplished nothing. So why have you accomplished nothing? If it would be Rabbi Yaisi, it's yours to sell to someone else and someone else could use it. So our Braisi here cannot be according to Rabbi Yaisi. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, okay, which is a Kachim Kalim, correct. So why So it can't be according to Rabbi Yaisi. So the Braisi over here has to follow Rabbi's opinion, which Abai's understanding of Rabbi's opinion is that the carbon Pesach is totally hectic. It's the money, the money that's put aside that's not totally hectic. And the, and the Mishnah in Tmura that speaks about using a carbon as a payment for a Zaina, that's going according to Rabbi Yaisei Glili that says that it's Momim Bailim. Now, this is what Abai says, what I, the Pshat that I would suggest to say. But what did Rabbi Yishiya say? Rabbi Yishiya said that the Mishnah in Tmura, which speaks about giving the payment for a Zaina, he says that that Mishnah is talking about using a carbon Pesach, counting her on your carbon Pesach. So you're using the carbon Pesach as a payment for her. And he said, and that Mishnah there goes according to Rabbi. Shmamino. So now from this I see the svirile that Rabbi Yishiya held that It's not only the money that's put aside for a carbon pesach that a person is keeping part of it to be chulin in order to be able to be used by the buyer, by the by the uh, seller that is when he receives this money, but even the carbon pesach itself. The carbon pesach itself, when a person is makdish a carbon pesach, he reserves part of it for himself to be able to count and include other people into the carbon pesach. So when he gets the money for it, that money will be chulin. So now Rebbe, according to Rab Oishi's pshat, Rebbe will be the tan of the b'raise here that says that the money that you get will be chulin. Why is the money that you get going to be chulin? Because part of the carbon pesach that you were already makdish is still chulin. So when you get money for that, the money is going to be chulin. And the same thing, the, the Mishnah that is, by the, by the Tumura, we're giving a payment for a zaina. That's also Rebbe because the carbon pesach is not totally hectic. So therefore it could be used as a payment for a zaina. So both are Rabbi. This is Rabbi Yishi's pshat. So Abai is basically saying, since Rabbi Yishi has said this pshat, so therefore I, I'm not going to say my opinion. Rabbi Yishi was a Tana, and therefore I'm going to follow what Rabbi Yishi says, and I'm not going to say my pshat that I wanted to say. Okay, so now it comes out that we have two different pshatim in the opinion of Rabbi. Rabbi says that by a carbon Pesach, the money that you get for a carbon Pesach is chulin. But there are two different pshatim here. Why is that? Abai is saying the reason is because the money that was designated for this carbon Pesach was never made fully hectic. And Rabbi and, and Rabbi is saying that Rabbi holds that the carbon Pesach itself, when it was designated for a carbon Pesach, the owner that designates it reserves part of it to be for himself, to be able to count other people on that carbon Pesach and get money from them and it should be cholin. Those are the two different shot in Rabbi's opinion. Now the Gemara brings the background. So you'll see what the background of everything that we just learned is. What was it in the Mishnah that Rabbi Yishya spoke about? The Tnan is a Mishnah. A person gave a Zaina as a payment. Uh, he gave her a Kachim, a carbon. So the Mishnah says that it's actually going to be Mutter. The, uh, the Esnan, the payment will not take effect. If you gave her a payment, birds that are chulen, it will take effect. 
Now the Braisa explains what, what the reason for this is. You would think that there would be a Kalvachaymer. If when it comes to the animals that were made hectish, that when it comes to an animal regarding its validity for a carbon, a mum passels them. So ein esnan the din of esnan, which is a payment for a zaina, and mechir, which is a similar, which is a similar halacha to that. When you buy uh, a, an, uh, when you exchange a uh, animal that's, that could be used for a carbon for a dog, mechir kelev, it also can't be used for a carbon. So the esnan and mechir does not take effect, even though it's more stringent. A mum is an issue, but yet esnan and mechir will not be an issue. When it comes to birds that are being used for a carbon. So a mum does not take any effect over there. There's no issue of a mum when it comes to a bird. There's no such halacha. So, so for sure, there should be no psal of esnan and mechir that these birds were misused. They were used for a payment for a zaina or used to exchange with a dog. So the Pasik says, Lachal neder. When it says that you shouldn't use an esna for any nether, for any carbon, it says l'chol, which includes not only the animals, but even also for the birds that are used for a carbon. That's, so there, that's how we know that a bird that's chulin cannot be used, if it was used as an esna, it cannot be used as a carbon. Now the Braise says, if so, you should reverse this and say, Now that you know that a bird cannot be used for a carbon once it was used as a payment for a zaina, so you should make the Kalvachaymer in the reverse and say, If when it comes to the birds that a mum is not a psul. So the psul of an esnan and mechir does take effect. So when it comes to carbonists that are hectic and the mum is an issue, most definitely esnan and mechir should take effect and it should not be able to be used as a carbon. But the Pasuk says, that you can't use an esnan for any carbon, for a nether for a carbon. That excludes for something that was already designated for a carbon. Once it was designated for a carbon and now you use it as an esnan, it's not an issue anymore. Till here is the Mishnah. So now on this, Rabbi Ishi came and explained, So, It's only because we have a special posse that's excluding a carbon that it can't be used as an esnan. If I would not have this pasik, I would say, If you use a carbon as a payment for a zaina, so that payment takes effect and you can't use it as a carbon. But the question is, you can't use something which belongs to Hektish as a payment for a zaina, it's not yours anymore. So you can't use it as that kind of a payment and to asset it if you don't own it at all. So this is the source, this is where we had the problem of an esnan being used with something which is already a carbon, it's mashma and this Mishnah, that you could, the Esnam would take effect, if not for the fact that there's a Pasuk of Lachal Neder. That was the question here. So on this, Omer Rabbi explained, the payment that he's using for this Zayna is, that he's counting her on his carbon Pesach, and the Rabbi, it follows the Rabbi's opinion that says that a carbon Pesach is not totally hectic. That's what Abayshi explained. Now my Rebbe, here the Gemara brings the background of Rebbe's opinion. Where did Rebbe say this? The Tanya Rebbe said, the Pasuk says, if you're not going to have enough money to buy, to buy your carbon Pesach. That's a simple shot of the Pasuk. But the Gemara here is actually darshaning this, as Rashi explains differently. means, if you don't have enough money in your house, for the things that you need for Pesach. So what do you do if you don't have enough money for Pesach? 
So you can get what you need, chayis, you can get money of what you need from the seh, which means bring your neighbors, have them pay you and count them on the carbon Pesach and the money that you get from them so you can use for yourself if you don't have enough money. Now the, the Braise says, the first opinion here is, you could only use that money that you get for a carbon Pesach for Achila, for eating. The Mother is soon going to explain exactly which Achila we're talking about. But but now you can't use that money that you get for a carbon Pesach to just buy any other things. So here, here was Rabbi's Chiddush. Rabbi said, the money that you get for a carbon Pesach, you can use that money as chulin, you can use it to buy even other things. If you don't have enough money, so count other people on your carbon Pesach, and on your carbon Chagige, and the money that you get as a payment for this, chulin, they'll be completely chulin. And the reason is, When a person is maktish, his carbon Pesach, it's different than a regular carbon. He's being maktish in the beginning with this intention that he's going to count other people on his carbon Pesach and they're going to pay him for his carbon Pesach and that money that he's going to get is going to be chulen. By a regular carbon, you're not counting other people on your carbon, so you don't have that intention. By a carbon Pesach, the person has in mind that it's not going to be totally hectish. So here, this is the source of where Rebbe said that the carbon Pesach is not completely hectic. But now the Gemara is going to bring two ex- opinions to explain over here the meaning of what it said in the Tanakhama of this Braise, that there's using the money of the carbon Pesach Kedei Achila and using it Kedei Mekach. What exactly were they talking about? So Rabbi and Rabzeira argued about this. Chadomar, one of them said as follows, To take the money that you got paid for carbon Pesach, for the wood that you need to roast the carbon Pesach, nobody will disagree, the Kivan, the Takante, the Pesach, who since it's part of preparing the carbon Pesach, Kugufu, the Pesach Domi, it's like the carbon Pesach itself, and therefore, for sure, that money could be used to roast the carbon Pesach. That's not even the Tanakhama would agree to that, even if you say that the carbon Pesach is totally hectish, but you're using the money for the purpose of the carbon Pesach itself. Kipligi, when's their argument? They're arguing regarding using the money to buy matzah and mare. This matzah and mare, it's eating something else. It's not the carbon Pesach itself. And therefore, you can't use the money for that. Rabbi Sova and Rabbi holds, Kivin the Hechshedai the Pesachu, since it is part of the carbon Pesach, because you have to eat it together with the carbon Pesach. As the Gemara is soon going to bring the Pesach, it has to be eaten together with the carbon Pesach. Kagufa the Pesach Domi, it's like part of the carbon Pesach itself. This is one Pshat in their Machlaikis. According to this Pshat, you actually don't even see that Rabbi holds that the money is Chulin. Because even Rabbi is holding that you could only use it for the matzah and mara that comes together with the carbon Pesach. Chadamar, another opinion is the matzah mater, when it comes to the matzah mater, nami kulam no one will disagree that you can use that money to buy the matzah mater for the carbon pesach. The chsiva matzah samarayim yechluhu, that you eat the carbon pesach together with matzah mater. The kiva the machshir in the pesach ninu, so since it's preparing, it's part of the carbon pesach. Kepesach domi, it's like part of the carbon pesach. According to many opinions, it's not even counted as a separate mitzvah. Matzah samarayim, it's a mitzvah, one mitzvah together with the carbon pesach. So, kipligi, what was their argument? to buy yourself a shirt, to buy yourself a cloak with this money that you got from the carbon Pesach. The Taita is telling you that you can use that money that you get from people that are paying into the carbon Pesach, meaning it has to be connected to the set to the carbon. You can only use the money for things that are used or eaten together with the carbon Pesach, not for anything else. 
Rabbi Sava, Rabbi says, that you can use the money of the carbon Pesach for yourself, to give anything that you need for yourself, even to buy yourself a shirt, to buy yourself a new suit for Yontiv, whatever it is, you can use the money for whatever you want. So this is the source of Rabbi's opinion that the money that you get from a carbon Pesach is still Chulin. So now we had over here Rabbi Oishi's understanding of Rabbi's opinion. What was Rabbi Oishi's understanding of Rabbi's opinion? That the actual carbon Pesach itself that you are Maktish is not fully Hectish, because the person has in mind that he's going to use it to buy, that, to be, that people should be able to buy into the carbon Pesach. So it's not fully hectish. Now the Gemara asks, Will Abaye the Omar, what did Abaye say? If not for the fact that Rabbeishia already said that that mission in Tmura, when you're counting a Zaina on your carbon Pesach, the Rebbe here, and that Mishnah goes according to Rebbe. I would say that that Mishnah paying a Zaina would be by Kachim Kalim. And that would follow Rabbi Yaisiyaglili's opinion. And that he holds that all Kachim Kalim are still your money and therefore you can pay off a Zaina with this. But Abaya said that I would say that when it comes to a carbon Pesach, Pesach, when a person is Makdash a carbon Pesach, he, he leaves nothing of it for himself. How could Abaya say such a thing in the opinion of Rabbi? Hakatani Behedye, doesn't it say very clearly here in the Braise, when a person is Makdish, his carbon Pesach, it's with this condition that it should be his, that he should be able to count other people on it and get payment for it, and that the money that he gets would be chulim for him to use. So it says clearly in the Braise, like the Pshat of Rabbi Ishiya. How did Abai even think of saying a different Pshat? So the Gemara says, according to Abai, you have to add another word here. Eime, according to Abai, you would have to say, When people designate their money for the carbon Pesach, that money they have in mind that it shouldn't be totally hectish, but it should be used by the person that gets the money to be able to buy with, him, with it whatever, whatever he wants. But not the carbon Pesach itself. The carbon Pesach is totally hectish like any other carbon. Okay, that's the conclusion of the Sinian over here of the hectish of carbon Pesach or the hectish of the money of the carbon Pesach, the two opinions, Abaye and Abaishia. So the Mishnah, now we go back to an Indian of Tumah regarding carbon Pesach. Zav Sharosh Teiris, a Zav that saw twice two Reis, and then the Allah is that he's Tommy for seven days. Shaykhtan Allah Bishvi, Yishaykhtan the carbon Pesach for him on the seventh day, and then at night he can already eat from the carbon Pesach. If you saw three years, so then he can't eat on the seventh day. He asked to actually bring a carbon on the next day, on the eighth day. So, you could check the carbon Pesach for him on the eighth day, on his eighth day, and then he's going to bring a carbon on the eighth day, and then, and then have his carbon Pesach. And Rashi explains, we had this a long time ago in the Gemara, it said that even if he didn't bring his carbon on the eighth day yet, so he's going to check the carbon Pesach, and then he can bring his carbon after the carbon Pesach, and then he'll be able to eat the carbon Pesach that night. A woman, that's a Zava, that sees a Ria once or twice, and she only has to wait one more day, corresponding to the day that she saw. So she waits one day. So on the second day after she saw, so we can shech the carbon Pesach for her then. And then at night, she can eat from the carbon Pesach. She saw blood twice, two days. So the same halacha applies. So she only has to wait one day to be tired, and then you can shech the carbon Pesach for her on the third day. And at night, you can eat from the carbon Pesach. Zava. A Zava is a woman that saw three days in a row. 
And this is when she's in a cycle of being a Zava. Rashi over here brings that Minat Taira, a woman has two cycles, a cycle of being a Nida, which is seven days, and a cycle of being a Zava, which is the 11 days that follow. So in those 11 days, if she sees blood three days, so then she becomes a Zava Gedoyla, which is for seven days. So Shechten Aleah B'Shmini, on the eighth day, she has to bring a carbon as well. So we Shechten her on the eighth day, and then at night, she can eat her carbon Pesach. So the point we see in this Mishnah is that you can Shech the carbon Pesach for a person even while he's Tomei, as long as that night he'll be able to eat from the carbon Pesach. You can shake the carbon Pesach for a person that already toiveled that day. He already toiveled, but he still can't eat from it. He has to wait until at night, or he has to bring a carbon, or or a person that did not bring his carbon yet, and so you can shake for him, and then he'll be able to eat that night. But you can't shecht or, or, or sprinkle the blood of a carbon Pesach for a person that's Tomei Sheretz. What does this mean? A person that did not go to the mikveh yet. So when he says Tomei Sheretz, it's not only Tomei Sheretz, it refers to anybody that's Tomei now and he did not go to the mikveh yet. So what Rabbi's saying is the din of our Mishnah was only referring to someone that went to the mikveh already. But as someone that, that's a Tomei Sheretz or any, even a Tomei Mace that did not go to the mikveh yet, you can't shecht the carbon Pesach for him. Ola says it makes no difference. Av Just like you shecht for a person that went to the mikveh, because at night he'll be able to eat from the carbon. If he did not go to the mikveh yet, you could shecht for him. And we rely on the fact that he'll go to the mikveh and he'll be able to eat the carbon. Says the Gemara, according to Rav's opinion, what's the difference of a person that did go to the mikveh already? But he's still Tommy. In other words, he can't, he still he can't eat the carbon until at night. But the Chazi Lorte, so we could shecht for him because we say that at night he'll be able to eat it. So Tommy Sharetz Nami, why don't we say the same thing about a Tommy Sharetz that did not go to the mikveh yet? Nami Chazil Orta, he'll go to the mikveh and at night he'll be able to eat the carbon. So mechuset, so um, So he did not uh, go to the mikveh yet. So, so I'm uh, sorry. This is an answer. So the Gemara answers, no, it's not the same thing. Why is it not the same thing? And for the Gemara, mechuset because he didn't tayvul yet. Our Mishnah was speaking about a person that already rented, he already went to the mikveh. So therefore, he just has to wait until at night. He doesn't have to do anything. <coughs> but this person that did not go to the mikveh yet, that's a problem. So what? A person that did go to the mikveh, but he's still tummy. He still can't eat from the carbon Pesach. He has to wait until at night. Says the Gemara, it's not the same thing. The night is, gonna, is inevitable. It's going to happen automatically. You can't compare a case that a person has to go to the mikveh, so not necessarily we rely on the fact that he's going to go to the mikveh. But the night... It's going to come automatically. So therefore that we rely on, we can shech the carbon Pesach for him. If so, by mechusik he put him, it's said in the Mishnah that a person that still has to bring a carbon, we can shech for him. How do we rely on the fact that he's going to bring a carbon? Says the Gemara, he has the carbon Pesach in his hands already, so we know that he's going to bring his carbon. Says the Gemara, huh? Yeah, he has the he has the carbon that he needs, the the kina, the birds that he needs for the carbon, for and therefore he can bring the carbon. If so, say the same thing by Thomas Sharetz. Anybody that still has to go to the mikveh, Thomas Sharetz Nami are a mikveh He has a mikveh right here. He's going to go to the mikveh. Why can't we rely on that? Says the Gemara, no, Dilma Pasha. 
a mikveh, he might forget, he might not go to the mikveh. Says the Gemara, posha. person that has to bring a carbon, he might also forget to bring his carbon. Says the Gemara, no, the case is, the masrinu he already gave the money to the bezden. There was a bezden of kainim that would take the money for your carbon. He already gave them the money. Look at Rav Shmaya, like Rav Shmaya said, we have an assumption. The bezin of kain that receive money from a person, they do not get up from the place where they are. The money that was put into the boxes that were in the shape of a shayfer actually. So the money that was given for karbanis, they make sure that it gets taken care of. So he already gave the money to the kainim, so there's no concern. So therefore when it comes to a person that already titled and the night is inevitable to come, and the money that he already gave to the kainim over there, he can, we can shech the carbon pesach for him. But a person that has to go to the mikveh, says, we're afraid. We're afraid that he might not go to the mikveh, so Chachamu will geyser that he should not bring the carbon Pesach for him. That's the pshat we have in Rav. But now the Gemara is going to say, is this the pshat in Rav? Are you telling me that really according to Rav, a person that's a Tmei Sheretz could bring his carbon Pesach for him? Elamai were afraid that he might not go to the mikveh. Rabbanan made this gzere that he might not go to the mikveh. But we see that Rav said somewhere else differently. Why did Rav say, If remember, we had a case where we had Klal Yisrael divided exactly 50-50. So Rav said, if you want to tip the scale and it should be mostly Tmeim, what do you do? You metama one person with a Sharetz. So how could that be? According to Rav, metama and echad men So what do you see that Rav holds a person that's Tame Sharetz? Minatayri can't bring the carbon Pesach. If you're going to say that Minatayri can bring the carbon Pesach, so how does that one person that you metama with the Sharetz tip the scale to make most of Klal Yisrael Tame? Rav holds he can't bring, he, he, can't, he, he, could, he could still bring the carbon Minatayri. Hello. So therefore, the Gemara now retracts the pshat that it said before, and it says, "Lerav, Rav's opinion is midoyraise nami lechazi. Even minatayre, a person that did not go to the mikveh yet, and he's tummy sheretz or any other tumah, and he did not go to the mikveh yet, he's not." Roy to bring the carbon. The Pasik says, Ish ish nefesh. Anybody that's Tamil Nefesh, me loyaskinon. Doesn't this also include Shachal Shvi Shaloi Lias Bereva Pesach, a person that was a Tmei Mace, and the seventh day is on Erev Pesach, the Hainu Tumas Sharetz. In the same kind of a case of a Tumas Sharetz where he has to go to the mikveh and he did not go to the mikveh yet. And the Taylor says, Nitchi, that a person that's Tamil Nefesh should be pushed off. How do you know that's what the post is speaking about? It says Tomil and Nefesh. Maybe we're speaking about a person that's on the first day of his Tomah. How do you know he's speaking about a person that's on the seventh day of his Tomah and he did not go to the Mikveh yet? The answer is, He holds like what Rabbi Yitzchak said regarding what happened there to the Yidin when they were in the Midbar. The Amad, he said, The ones that would, that would complain then and they said they can't bring the carbon, they would tell me of a mace, with a Mace Mitzvah. And their seventh day was on Erev Pesach. They couldn't bring the Pesach on that day, which means by on that day they couldn't bring it because it was their seventh day. The next day they would be able to bring it. And the Torah says that they're pushed off. So Rabbi holds from here I see that a person that's a Tomei Sheretz or anyone that's Tomei that did not go to the mikveh yet cannot bring the carbon, and it's minatayre, it's not exayre midrabonon. Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, Zav Sharash, what did it say in our Mishnah? Zav Sharash, Teiri Iyais, a Zav that has two Iyais, Sheikh Tanal of Bishvi, so he's Tommy until the seventh day, you can Sheikh the carbon for him on the seventh day. My love, 
delay tovel. Don't you think our mission is speaking about a case that he did not go to the mikveh yet? So just like this Zov that did not go to the mikveh yet, the mission is saying that you can shecht for him. The same thing that that did not go to the mikveh yet, you can shecht for him. So this is a question of what Rav said. Says the Gemara, loy the tovel. Our Mishnah, when it said you can shecht for a Zov, he went already to the mikveh. If he already went to the mikveh, what's the chiddush? Why shouldn't you be able to shecht for him? He'll be able to eat at night. Says the Gemara, the chiddush over here is, the Alpha gave them a chus ahead of Shemesh. He's, it's still daytime. It, it, the night didn't come yet. And in, right now, he can't eat the carbon Pesach. The chiddush over here is, the shimsham memela arva. Since the night coming is inevitable, so therefore we could shecht for him. So this is not a question on Rav, because we're talking about a person that already went to the mikveh. It's logical to say that our mission is speaking about a case of a person that already went to the mikveh. Because what's the next case it says in the mission? If you saw three times, so then the person that sees three times has to bring a carbon. And he has to bring the carbon on his eighth day. And the Mishnah is saying that you shecht for him on the eighth day. So now, why does the Mishnah have to bring this case as well? It'll be well understood if you'll say, The case of the Zov that saw twice, and you shecht for him on the seventh day. The Tovel, he already went to the Mikveh. So then I understand why it's bringing the next case of the person that has to bring a carbon on the eighth day. It, so it's I need that case. So I would think to say, a person that's only twice and he brings the carbon on the seventh day. Who In that case, there's nothing that he has to do. It's just a night that has to come, and that's inevitable. But when you saw three times, Bishmini. So now you could only bring it on the eighth day. The There's still, still something that you have to do. Mechusa kapare. You still have to bring your carbon. Loi. Maybe in such a case we don't check the carbon pace off you Kamash Mulan. That's where the Mishnah brings this case as well to teach you. The other guy of the Mechusa Kapara, that although he still has to bring his carbon, we still shecht for him. So we understand why the Mishnah has to bring both cases. But Eli, Amrit, Rosh, Bishvi, the Lloyd Tovel, if you're going to say that the first case of the Mishnah when he's bringing his carbon on the, on the seventh day, he did not go to the mikveh yet. Rosh, Shalish, Bishmini, Lamali. Why is it bringing the next case about the person that's bringing his carbon on the eighth day? It is no chiddush here. Hashti yeshloimar. If you're gonna say rosh teishvi is b'shvi adulay tovel that a person that saw on the seventh uh, that a person that uh, has to bring the carbon pesach on the seventh day and he did not go to the mikveh yet the tomei ma'al yehu he's completely tomei he did not go to the mikveh yet nevertheless shachtinam v'zakinam yilavei we shacht for him and we bring the carbon pesach for him rosh shalish b'shmini a person that saw three times and now it's his eighth day the tovelay b'shvi he already went to the mikveh yesterday on the seventh day and he only has to bring his carbon on the eighth day. The Klisha Tumah. So he has much less of a Tumah on him. He already went to the Mikveh. Like Koshke, the Shachtin of his Akin and Alavei. For sure you can Shachtin and bring the carbon Pesach for him. So why does the Mishnah bring this next case? Ela, Lav, Shmamino. Doesn't this prove that Rosh, Deiria, is Bishvi, the Shachtin and Alavei, when the Mishnah says that on the seventh day you can bring a carbon Pesach for him, the Tovel, that he already went to the Mikveh. Like Rav's opinion. Only once you went to the Mikveh do you bring the carbon Pesach for you. Says the Gemara, no, it's not a raya. You can't, this is not necessarily the Pshat in our Mishnah. I can really tell you, the case of a person on the seventh day that is bringing the carbon Pesach, he did not go to the Mikveh. And nevertheless, the Mishnah brings the next case of the person in the eighth day. Why do we need both cases? I would think to say, 
On the seventh day, even if you didn't go to the mikveh, it's in your control. It's in your hands to go to the mikveh. No one's stopping you. But on the eighth day, who's going to be bringing the carbon? The kain's going to be bringing the carbon. It's not in your hands. So maybe in such a case, you can't rely on the carbon being brought. It's not in your hands. So maybe you should be concerned that the kain will be negligent and they won't bring your kain and you, they won't bring your carbon. That's why the Mishnah brings this case to teach me that Rav Shmaya, like Rav Shmaya said, that we do rely on the kain and bringing your carbon because, as we said before, the kain are reliable to bring your carbon. That was the Chiddush over here. Okay.